Coming to you live from St. Equus Hospital, a renowned medical and surgical referral facility. Their team is designed to provide the most effective patient care for your horse. Also, if you're wondering, I did steal this description from a real place, out in Tennessee actually. But this is Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Hello everybody, this is Travis. Hello everybody, this is Brandon. Welcome to another episode of Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. That's right. So happy, so happy you guys could share this time with us once again this week as we all sit around and wait for Rick and Morty season three to come back and, and be a part of our lives. Absolutely right, Travis. You nailed it. Every week I find that you nail you nail it. Every week. <laughs> I just I just nail it right to the wall. So <laughs> So nails to the window, uh, <laughs> to the wall, to the Rick and Morty sweating ball. <laughs> yeah, y'all. Uh, well, if uh, you want to get in touch with the show, if you have something that you think is definitely worth talking about, there are so many ways that you can do that. You can hit us up on social media on Twitter at Rick and Morty Pod, over on our subreddit Rick and Morty Podcast.reddit.com, on our website apatheticenthusiasm.com slash Rick and Morty Pod or podcast. Uh, it was covered by my recording software. Uh, and of course, you can shoot us an email at rickandmortypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, one way that you can help support our show is by heading over to our T Public website. Hopefully, Brandon has been putting our links over in the show notes. Uh, yeah, this somewhere, is a place in, somewhere where, in there. <laughs> there's just, just somewhere in there. there. Uh, we have our own t shirt, the Interdimensional RSS. Uh, official merch is available on T Public. I got my shirt in the mail, and uh, I gotta say, I like it. I'm I'm pretty happy with it. It's um, weird. W- it's weird wearing even a cartoon <laughs> version of my face on my chest. Yeah, but uh, but I'm definitely a fan of having I, that shirt. I'm uh, I'm I'm waiting for mine to come in, and then this this Thursday, the amazing uh, Comic Con series. They're having like an open house on Thursday night at this this bar downtown, and I really want to wear the shirt. <laughs> uh, so I can like feel like I'm an official networking person. <laughs> there you go. Uh, if you want to be an official billboard for our <laughs> our podcast, uh, or just want to show your support, head over to the T Public link. You can get our shirt, as well as a collection of other Rick and Morty shirts. They have some awesome designs out there, and we have picked some of our favorites. So head over to our link and support the podcast. All right, Brandon. Without right. further ado, it's time once again. For semi pertinent news. I love that. That's good. Yeah, that, was, that was that was rock solid. You're bringing it back. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you got your rest. Maybe you have some coffee or tea there. You just kind of mm. you're in you're in it right now. I'm in the uh, zone. You know, last week we had uh, we had Ali Gertz on the show. Uh, great episode. Thanks again to her for coming out. But we recorded a little bit earlier in the week uh, to, just to make sure that that interview is possible. And then the next day, <laughs> a big a big announcement. Uh, so we've, oh, we've kind of been sitting on this for a week, but that is the uh, the mother trucking Rickmobile is, yeah. is out. That is touring the nation. Uh, I got to say, when I first saw it, I think I saw it on Instagram first, but uh, it, it almost seemed too good to be true. The site of this giant Rick truck. <laughs> um, it's just amazing. What, what what was your thought when you first saw it somewhere on the, uh, on the I'll, interwebs? I'll be honest. Like when I first saw it, I thought it was, I thought, I thought it was like a really weird Photoshop right. or, or, yeah. or something. I'm like, Oh, that's really, that's really. And then I realized, Oh no, it's real. 
And so I, that that's awesome. You know what I uh, my thought about it is have you ever seen Maximum Overdrive? Uh I don't old I'm not it's, I don't it, know if I have. Yeah. It's okay it's okay if you haven't. Emilio Estevez, it's based off Stephen King short story, but there's in that movie there's a there's a semi all the trucks come alive. And okay. <laughs> uh there's there's like a a lead truck that has like this big troll demon face on on the front of it. Like this Rick would be awesome in a remake. The Rick mobile <laughs> would be awesome in a, in a remake of Maximum Overdrive. That's that was my main thing for that. Ricksimum over Rick. <laughs> that, that would be the episode title. Um, yeah, I, I loved seeing all week on social media and people posting on like Rick and Morty subreddits where they were like stumbling upon the truck as it was traveling across the country and people yeah. like snapping photos and posting them online. Uh, I love that aspect of it. Uh, I love because they set up their first like pop-up shop because it's it's not just like this truck for show, but it's actually like like a store yeah. where they're selling merchandise out of it. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, they they made their first stop in Atlanta last weekend, and I saw on like Snapchat and I think on Instagram as well. Um, they showed a little bit about that store and like how it looks when they actually open it have up, every, like have everything set up. Uh, they have wacky wavy inflatable arm flailing tube guys. Uh, but they're Mr. Meeseeks, right? So the stand that's actually the air blower looks like a Meeseeks box. And then it's this big blue Meeseeks. that's like flopping out of like in front of it. Um, they also have, uh, some great products that they're selling in there. I saw a Gwendolyn pool floaty. Oh, uh, so, so the sex robot from Gazorpa Zorp, they <laughs> have, you, you can buy and then float around your pool on that. You know, if, if you want to have like just a souvenir that, to remember all your cool zany space travel yeah, or whatever. Yeah, to- totally. That's exactly uh, it. Yeah, and then they, you know, obviously have other merch. They're selling tour shirts. Uh, the one downside, I think, for the whole thing overall is just their tour stops because they're coming nowhere near Omaha. Uh, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they're not going to be driving that thing out to Hawaii anytime soon. No, so, no. Yeah, that's, that's unfortunate for us. But uh, if you guys get a chance to uh go visit the rickmobile or or see it out in the wild we would love to um see your shots so yeah know, send those over on the post them on the subreddit or, or yeah. tweet them at us and we'd, we'd love to see that stuff yeah yeah you know t- if you if you find yourself at the rick the the, the mother truck in rickmobile you know take a selfie and then tag us on twitter or whatever and uh you know let it let us know let us know what you get and uh how long that line is <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um did you see this other other bit of news did you see this uh rick and morty alien crossover clip online it just popped up a a day or two ago did did i ever yeah uh so so lucid sent sent it to me in uh, facebook messenger and uh also cyrodark posted it uh, out there on on the subreddit and uh yeah i was actually uh i I love it i i did you actually did you actually watch it? It was only like a minute. So if you did, yeah, it was really short. I saw it, I saw it on Facebook. <laughs> uh, I think I saw the official Rick and Morty post it on Facebook, and so I watched it on there. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I am a I'm a huge Alien fan. Um, I even like Prometheus, despite all its issues. Uh, it's a really good looking movie. Uh, but I'm I'm really excited for Alien Covenant coming out this this weekend. And I'm trying to debate if my wife will let me go by myself with my coworkers. There's a lot of politics involved with it. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm stoked for that. And then for Rick and Morty to come out and then do like a crossover with it. 
Uh, why don't you tell them? Why don't you tell them about like what the clip is if if they haven't so, seen if you haven't first of all if you haven't seen it guys guys yeah, go, do yourself a favor. Like, take a note put a link somewhere in the in the show notes I, I love i love just assigning work for you brandon as we do this <laughs> like hey uh wh- while you're at it make sure you put a link for this uh but yeah so basically rick and morty are out on another adventure and they stumble upon a uh, spacecraft that appears to be deserted they go rooting around in there it's funny it actually made me think originally of uh i think it's the the unity episode mm-hmm. where where they're like all of a sudden everybody's infected by you know some sort of disease and it turns out just to be unity yeah, yeah. uh but yeah they they turn a corner and one of the face huggers from alien uh latches onto rick's face and then and then quickly like dies like yeah. like falls off and and they determine that it's most likely due to the high amounts of alcohol and drugs in rick's <laughs> system that he just is at a constant uh that it was too much for the face hugger and it died off and then they're like well i guess it I guess it really is good that you're doing all those drugs and alcohol rick uh yeah it's you know you you, you, th- you don't think it's you know they always tell you it's bad for you but in this case it seems to work out so uh very just very much that rick and morty sort of sense of humor yeah uh, with the whole thing and and it's great that they kind of just converge the two universes for the sake of that uh that bit of an ad yeah i uh, uh if, if you guys are interested go on twitter at eric underscore and fun uh he's a lead animator he's a lead animator on rick and morty and he actually he tweeted yesterday uh he was the one who did that commercial um okay and uh so yeah so we we retweeted him um but uh go go check him him out uh but yeah no it's it's that's oh god aliens gonna be so bitching <laughs> uh one, one last bit of news that that we wanted to talk about and this is for all of our our pocket morty's fans anybody players past present or future but specifically those that are uh playing on android devices uh this news came out last uh last week we didn't we didn't really get to cover it again because we had recorded a little bit earlier, uh, but they are doing a beta for Pocket Morty's multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I think we talked about that on the... Oh, no, I think on Apathetic Enthusiasm, I think we talked about, like, it would be a perfect perfect game for multiplayer. Right. Uh, and so we're glad. We're glad that, that the Pocket Morty's folks are, are, are bringing that in. And the, the the aspect of Pokemon where you actually got to trade Pokemon yeah. with your friends, I think is what made that series, uh, like just uh, took it up to that next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're on your little Game Boy and you have your link cables and stuff like that, <laughs> way back then for way, all the old folks. When you, uh, when but we yeah. didn't have Wi-Fi. Right, and I want to. Bl- I'm just gonna send a Bluetooth. Good night. Uh, <laughs> but if you can actually trade your Mortys. With your friends on Pocket Morty's, I think that would be a, a really great aspect. And then being able to battle each other too, yeah, is is kind of a an awesome idea. Go on so co-op adventures. If, if you're a if you're an Android user, head on out there. If you're an iOS user like me, well, just you're, just sit there and know that you're better anyway. Shit out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well that's it for semi pertinent news. If you hear of a really cool Rick and Morty news story that you think we should cover on the show, send it over to us, and we will try to get it in an upcoming episode until then it is now time on this of all mother's days <laughs> to cover our our main thing ooh, 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 mother's day ooh, 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 the main thing. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, so it's very eerie. It's a very eerie it, intro there, Brandon. Yeah, I was trying to get. Uh, I was trying to imbue the spirit of a theremin. <laughs> oh, okay. In, I didn't see you moving your hands <laughs> haphazardly in front of you, so yeah. I, I wasn't sure that's what you were doing. Hey, theremins. Are, I, I'll be honest. Like I would. I would like to have a theremin in my that, in my life. I'm gonna be honest. That doesn't surprise me at all about you. Like I. I have a banjo. I have a bunch of guitars. I have a crappy Casio keyboard. But. I, but do I have a theremin? No. No, you don't. Incomplete you need life. To get on it. All right. Well, uh, that's the main thing topic. We're talking about theremins today. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, uh, as we alluded to, it is Mother's Day. We are our our wives did allow us to get this recording done uh, on Mother's Day because they're awesome. Well, uh, but, I mean, I mean, yours. Uh, my wife is still asleep. Good. Then she's celebrating Mother's Day properly. Yeah. And getting ample rest. Uh, but yeah, we figured because it is Mother's Day, it would be a good opportunity to cover uh, another character who uh, we've talked uh, a little bit about, but not at great length. And that is Beth, Beth Smith, the uh, the mom on the Rick and Morty. The matriarch of the of the show. Indeed, indeed. Uh, I, and so I, I figured there's a lot of different aspects of Beth's character and her personality, and I thought we could... Uh, examine that from some different angles if if you're cool with that brandon yeah dude I'm, I'm totally cool with that let's let's celebrate mother's day in style maybe we should have done this like last week to lead up it doesn't matter look it's mother's day just know that today is may 14th <laughs> as we're recording <laughs> if if you record this like as soon as it or if you download this as soon as it comes out then you may still get to listen to it on mother's day otherwise yeah. you know just let the uh the like that mother's day hangover just kind of just you know, exist in that as you listen to this. Yeah, episode. yeah, and and you know, go out to Twitter and 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 tag and tag your mom in <laughs> in the podcast. Really perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, first up, because we're talking about moms, I thought we could talk about Beth as a mom. Mm. Uh, she, of course, is the mother to Summer and Morty, uh, and she was a she was a young mother. Yeah. There's 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 no no denying that. Uh, still managed to. Uh, achieve some of her life goals i think uh but but it's definitely a, a topic that comes up quite a bit in the show is uh the fact that she is a mom but she's also i'm not saying she's uh regretful of that fact but she's uh i don't know what's what's the word i'm looking for like <laughs> like like a little resentful maybe were you, yeah, were that, you the, thinking were that, you thinking that's, resentful that's the direct that's the direction or I was regretful of, yeah. <laughs> resentful Okay, or regrettable. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's. It, it, I think that's the thing. Um, it, it's it's interesting. We think uh, Beth. We also think of of Marge as, as young mothers in in animation. Um, that the whole like, all right, cool. Well, uh, you knocked me up at prom. Thanks a lot, Jerry. And now my life's goals are not gonna not gonna be be completed, and. We see that you know throughout the episode, uh, throughout the the, ser- the series. The, I was gonna say the episodes, and then the the season, and then this. <laughs> I eventually got to the series. Like eventually, there's a proper word for what I'm trying to convey. <laughs> yeah, you had issue with resentful. I had issue with to properly describe. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we think like an interdimensional, um, uh, Ricksy minutes, right? Like we see her. Uh, making fun of like not wanting to 
had this life of playing Yahtzee, this boring ass life where she's a horse surgeon, uh, you know, and I don't know. I think it's, I think it's obvious that she's trying as, as a mom, but that she, she didn't get to experience her life before summer before being a parent. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I think that there's, I don't, I'm not, I wouldn't, uh, try to make any sort of argument saying that she's a, a bad mom because she 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 clearly cares about her kids. Uh, she cares about what's going on with them. Um, she's she's not necessarily like the super nurturing person, but at the same time, her kids are teenagers now, so she's she's not she's not like coddling little children. She's dealing with you know an an almost adult herself in summer. Uh, who sort of wants to do her own thing and isn't necessarily searching for, uh, you know, approval from her mom all the time. And uh, Morty, a teenage boy who, yeah, that that's a whole nother mess right there. But she she does want what's best for them. She's she's usually looking out to make sure that uh, they're they're being taken care of and that that uh, they she has their best interest in mind. But she's wrestling with that fact that she's also like in a few years it would just just be her and Jerry uh, if it wasn't for the uh, events in uh, the season three premiere, which I think, I think we could, we could talk a little bit about Beth as a wife and her relationship with Jerry. Yeah. Because I think that's been, uh, it's been key uh, throughout the series, how, how they interact. The fact that they got together at such a young age and because Beth was pregnant, that's sort of why they got married. And, uh, and sort of how they've worked through that and then ultimately how that has caused a split in their relationship. It's uh, their Beth as a wife with Jerry is like a case study on why you shouldn't stay together for the kids sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, the, I mean the whole reason obviously uh, because they've said it in the show that they're still together is because he, she got knocked up and you know, there's, there's it, in some ways, I don't know if they love each other <laughs> so much as they are uh, they are operating as a team to raise their kids. And sure, like you know, if if I, I can, uh, if obviously they're well based off of season three premiere, they're getting a divorce. But I could imagine a situation where Summer and Morty they they move out of the house. And then Beth and Jerry are like, okay, cool. Now we can actually... <clears throat> now now we're Splitsville. Now let's get a divorce. You know, and I, I honestly think if Jerry doesn't present that ultimatum at, at the end of that season three premiere, they, they continue on the same path where they just sort of coexist and cohabitate and occasionally she, she lets Jerry, uh, you know... Uh, Copulate. <laughs> yeah. Love is work, Jerry. Do you see me do you see me trying here? <laughs> I'm working, see. I'm I'm doing the work. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting because there are sweet moments where they they go through an ordeal or they go through a situation throughout the series and they kind of uh reignite that that interest in each other or they or they sort of remember why they were together in the first place. Yeah. Um, the episode where they go through the marriage counseling and in the end, they're kind of like, Oh yeah. Like we've sort of been seeing each other in the wrong light. And maybe, maybe there is, you know, something that we can make work here. Yeah. But because it's a, a serialized show and 
that's sort of the, the way that their characters are built. They, they just fall back into that, you know, sort of existence of unhappiness. They're and, codependent. Uh, They're codependent. Ah! <laughs> uh, and, and speaking of codependency, I'm, I'm, I'm curious as season three moves forward, how they're going to address uh, that relationship between Beth and Jerry when they are separated or they are divorced is, is Beth going to be this, you know, independent woman who's looking to get on the dating scene right away. Is she just going to focus on horse surgeries? Is, you know, <laughs> how, how is she going to take that split? I, I think it's clear. I think we're, we're all on the same page. Jerry's probably just going to obsess over Beth yeah. the whole time uh-huh. uh, and try to get back with her. Uh, <laughs> but I'm very curious to see how Beth deals with that situation. Does she look more to Rick and that, that father figure to try and, you know, fill that gap. Was she going to try and spend more time with the kids? Is she just going to just do her own thing and drink lots of wine? Uh, I'm very, I'm very interested to see um, where she goes now that she is separating from Jerry. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. You, you mentioned um, a few minutes ago about them getting together and, and them briefly remembering a spark between them. Right. And, and I, I, to me, that's kind of like when I look at back at like a high school yearbook or or look at like really old pictures of when I first um, first got out of the house, like my first girlfriend after high school. And I'm like, oh, I like I love I love her still. But it's only like that that really childish, like that infatuation type of early budding love. Almost where you're like in love with the idea of that time. Yeah. More so than really like in love with a person or in love with the current situation with that person. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Right. So going into the future, um, I, I don't know. We all know Jerry's going to be obsessing. We, that's a foregone conclusion. As far as Beth, you can, you could almost write her as the, like the initial, like, okay, cool. Woo. I'm free. I'm free. I get to do what I want to do now. And then getting to a point where she also kind of misses him. And she's like, this has been a part of my life for at least however old summer is, right? 17-ish years. Right. Uh, so he, she's been with Jerry for 17 years. So there's a there's a big, maybe this is too much for the cartoon, but there's a big sense of routine there and breaking off of the routine. I, I Maybe they can... They're going to write her in that direction eventually. Yeah, I, I could appreciate the fact that even though she's taken Jerry for granted for so long, because he's always been there for better or worse, yeah, uh, that that may come up. And, I, you know, honestly, I'm just genuinely interested to see how the writers take the season and, and deal with because it is different than what we've sort of said is the constant uh, situation between Beth and Jerry, where they're just kind of always bickering and there for the kids. So for them to try this separation or try a divorce and see how that impacts both characters individually, mm. as well as some sort of relationship between the two, I think that's a unique spin and something that they could get some quality material out of moving forward throughout the show. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, now, this the, the divorce thing, the ultimatum, that brings up the point, and you mentioned it before, about uh, Beth spending more time with Rick. So let's let's talk about Beth as a daughter, Travis. Uh, yeah, I, this is this is an interesting aspect of Beth's character, and um, one of the one of the ways that 
shows how different her relationship with Jerry is versus her relationship with Rick. Uh, she is she is so eager to please Rick, and 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 really that the fact that he was gone for most of her young life, uh, and there there was that huge separation where he's gone for like twenty years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that he's back in her life, she she has made very clear that she does not want to do anything to cause him to leave again. Yeah. I think that's I think that's core from the, I think the the series premiere, and 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 comes back in the season three premiere where she chooses Rick, literally chooses Rick over Jerry. Uh, You see when, when she celebrates the, like, was it the one year anniversary of when Rick was in the house and she makes spaceship pancakes, which are just circles because (laughs) spaceships are circles. Right. I I, I don't know. I don't know why you got such a guttural laugh from me on that. Uh, I think think we can all agree that we all love, (laughs) fluffy discs of cake <laughs> with with the right consistency of syrup <laughs> um yeah yeah i i think of um i think of like my you talk about like choosing rick over jerry and i i think there's like i, I don't know it, it'd be hard in in my life if i was given an ultimatum Really, that's that's how ultimatums work for me. Is you give me an ultimatum, <laughs> I'm not going to choose the one that benefits you because you're the asshole who's giving me the ultimatum. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like, well, uh, all right, are you going to take me and a million dollars or that five dollar bill? Well, you're giving me the ultimatum, so I'm taking the five just to, <laughs> just to prove you wrong. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to be contrary just for the spite of you. You dumb, you dumb horse. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, um, in, the, in this hypothetical i'm fighting with a horse just yeah FYI. okay we, yeah. we've set that stage <laughs> uh yeah i i don't know i think um we haven't seen a ton of beth going on adventures with rick or doing a lot of stuff with just the two of them yeah you're right um there there are a few instances in the comics where where they explore that a little bit more and uh it's interesting and i i would like to see coming up in the show Maybe this provides the opportunity because Jerry's not around. I don't know where she can maybe go do some things with Rick and try and see how that, how that plays out. And maybe if, if Rick's being a total jerk the whole time, does that sort of change her perspective? Does, does it open her eyes to the reality of how Rick is? And instead of this idealized version of Rick that she might have in her mind. That is really interesting. I, I, I've never actually put those, those thoughts together that, has she has she gone on, she hasn't gone on an adventure with Rick just I mean the, the the closest things are like when they go to the wedding in the end of uh season 2 and they end up you know planet picking and 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 dealing and running away from the galactic that, federation and stuff that, like that that's that's the closest right yeah i mean she's been in very alien situations but it's typically like she's kind of dropped there she's she's not going off with Rick to do those things yeah. she's she's left at the alien marriage counselor she's you know it's it's not her and rick off to go you know do something crazy yeah do do you think uh do you think there's a uh from from a character standpoint do you think there's a reason why rick doesn't include her on these adventures well that's that's a that's an interesting question too um maybe it's a way of trying to keep her safe or or maybe maintain that um 
that relationship with her where she sees him as a certain way and yeah and maybe maybe Rick is aware of that and doesn't want to hamper that in any sort of way or maybe he just feels like okay he was gone for a certain period of time and now he's back and like he he has that life that was separate from Beth and then mm. Beth Beth is a representation of that normalcy of when he was with Beth's mom and they kind of had a normal life and and that's sort of like an anchor for him uh and maybe crossing that over is is just something he doesn't want to do yeah uh, obviously like, all of this is speculation but uh you know i mean it's it's a possibility like like when he gets really sweet about the pancakes or uh whenever like he's he's interacting with her directly and just like buttering her up you know oh, yeah like he doesn't take her on these adventures necessarily because yeah. he doesn't want to spoil you milk. really made the hell out of these eggs beth <laughs> like it's really good yeah uh, yeah i don't know yeah and he's got he's just he's got that weird sort of uh demeanor with her that's that's sort of different from typical rick uh i i will i will ask you one question yeah uh as we're talking about this there's a lot of speculation about uh sort of the the flashback when they're still inside the shonies but where you see beth and her mom die as he's coming up with the idea for uh the portal gun yeah which he says is a is a manufactured memory but there's a lot of people that say maybe there's truth in that. Maybe the Beth that we see now is not this Rick's original Beth. Maybe he he comes back into the life of another Beth. Yeah, um, I've said it. I've have, said it before. I've said that do before. You, do you, do you think that that might be the case, or do you think that this is, you know, that that's as as simple as it, as it is, where he was gone and he left this little girl and he's back in that little girl's life. Uh, I you know I think there could be some truth in it right the, the whole Szechuan sauce aspect of it right he's he's telling uh the Gromflamite that he's they, they stop at the McDonald's right and then they get they get the Szechuan sauce and that's part of the memory that he's making up right and then they go to the house and then the portal gun and the explosion and all that type of stuff and then the Gromflamite's still eating the Szechuan sauce, right? He's like, oh, this is so yeah. good. Uh, and, but then at the end of the episode, and Rick is, you know, confronting Morty, he's like, I gotta get that Szechuan sauce. <laughs> if, if not all of that was true, right? If that entire memory wasn't true, then why would Rick at the end be telling Morty about the Szechuan sauce? You know, so... I feel yeah, like... it does. It does anchor it a little bit and kind of tie it back in. Is maybe you know, every, even in a lie, there's for it to be convincing, you need to have a lot of truth in it. Yeah. And so, what aspects of that are true, and uh, and it's possible that maybe just like he's moved on from, you know, uh, uh, what you call it? Uh, oh, Unity. Cronenberg, Cronenberg, Cronenberg planet, and moves on to to a new world. Maybe, maybe he had to move on from the uh, existence where he had lost his wife and child, and now he's trying to uh, re-explore that relationship. So, um, yeah, I'm interested. Uh, I'm interested to see if any more comes of that. Uh, we've we've talked a lot about Beth as a mom, a wife, a daughter, but one aspect of Beth's personality that we haven't really gotten into, and that is her as the best damn horse surgeon. Yes, in the, in, the, in the in the entire show, maybe maybe in the world, uh, <laughs> you know, I I love I love her sort of weird career that she has. I love that she's really passionate about it and takes it really seriously, even even if Jerry doesn't quite so much. Um, yeah. 
but yeah and and you have you have the i think it was it the it was either the season one finale or no, no i think it was the uh season two premiere where they go off and hit the deer and then she's doing everything in her power to save the deer yes and it, and in the end they have that like climactic scene where the cold stone guys are actually <laughs> <laughs> helping so, so that she can do the deer surgery yeah um you know i just i like that she's really good at her job she knows she's really good at her job uh and and she takes pride in that yeah and you know, maybe it's not exactly what she wanted to do. Maybe she wanted to work on humans. Um, but I appreciate the fact that she still does the best she can and is really passionate about uh, the work that she's doing. You know, they, they say they say in leadership books, you, know, you got you to gotta bloom where you're planted. And I, I feel that Beth really embodies that, right? She, she's the best fucking horse surgeon <laughs> that I know of personally and yeah for for me for sure yeah yeah and i do have a question with regard to how similar are deer and horse innards you know i don't know i don't know i mean is that i mean is that part of the the horse surgery like curriculum is (laughs) like like you know how people like like, they practice on tangential like uh, animals that you could also potentially <laughs> perform surgery on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like there's an antelope that you have to do. Uh, y- you know, a gazelle. Maybe a, maybe a moose. I don't know. Some sort of. You know, I like donkeys and zebra. They're like those are those are giveaways. Those are throwaways. Yeah, but, you exactly. Know, I mean, an alpaca. You know, <laughs> can you can you can you work on an alpaca? Who knows. Yeah, I mean, do you have to get uh, an and extra maybe cert- all of these things can be explored in season three? You do, know, do you have to get we an extra certification a- <laughs> for like camels because they have they have extra? I don't know. I mean, this- cows have like extra chambers, right? Like, I I feel like a cow they probably have specialists. Yeah. So, doctor. Yeah, chambers. all all very important stuff. Definitely <laughs> worth discussing. Um. Well, you know, I think I like I I mean I like Beth as a character. Um. Some of her story arcs aren't always my favorite, but I'm really, really interested in where they're going to take her in season three. Uh, and we want to know your guys' thoughts. So if you uh, like Beth, if you dislike Beth, you know, let us know. Uh, what, <laughs> let us know what you guys think they're going to do with Beth in season three and uh, maybe some of your favorite times uh, where Beth was in an episode. Just shoot all that over to us on all the stuff we talked about at the top of the show. Um yeah, and if we got anything wrong, feel free to correct us because we're not perfect. No, we're not. <laughs> not by any stretch. Uh, but, you know, thank you for that, Travis. Uh, let's, let's move on to something we like to call listener suggestions and short outs. First up, guys and gals. First of all, we have Reddit user uh, CJoyce nine, CJoyceP96. And CJoyceP96 asks about the monkey paw in Something Ricked This Way Comes. And this is a this is a thing I've always thought about watching the episode. The monkey's paw is is renowned for you make a wish and something bad happens. There's a repercussion for making that wish. Uh, Summer makes all these wishes off the monkey's paw, and nothing bad happens to her necessarily for that. Necessarily, Travis, Nece- are, yeah. are are there any repercussions for her using the monkey's paw? So, so you could make the argument that once they restructure and they go into a web 
2.0 strategy with needful.com or whatever. Um, and they kind of build this whole thing. And then Mr. Needful's like stiff arm. Sorry, summer you're out. You could, the fact that she slided in that way, you could make the argument that that is a repercussion. It's a long con. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a, (laughs) you know, it's the payoff you have to wait a minute for. Um, but realistically, that's the only thing I could really see within the confines of the episode. Yeah, that would that would really be any kind of payoff for the 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 repercussions of that. Yeah, you know, I could see that, and I think maybe the the monkey's paw mechanics have never been fully fleshed out. I, I would say, and so maybe because she did such rapid fire wishes with it, that yeah, and that they, they were all to help save the life of the devil. Yeah, <laughs> that they that they compounded, right. That the, the mm, okay. that, that the repercussions compounded, and it took them it took the monkey's paw magic a little bit longer, and made it really into a long con. They had to run the numbers and, <laughs> and, and and talk to accounting and make sure they had just the right amount of uh, it, payoff. Yeah, for the, the, for the... the scene you didn't see was like the monkey's paw <laughs> crawling over to like an accountant's office, and then like just like a bunch of like accountants with like the vis- the green visors doing like a. <laughs> like just doing the numbers and they're like ah yeah you know what uh needful.com let's 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 give her repercussions there so i think Definitely. that's probably what happened uh so one other one other thing is that that he points out in his comment is uh the the reference of the monkey paw a lot of a lot of the things that are in the needful store are are direct um like shout outs to other material. You, there's a lot of Twilight Zone stuff in there, things like that. Yeah. Um, do you happen to know like the actual reference for the monkey paw, where that where that comes from? Yeah, or? it's a uh, it's a story called the monkey's paw. Oh. Yeah. Well. <laughs> just uh, I mean, I, I can look it up as we talk about more stuff, but it's just uh, the the artist. I can find out who the the author is, but it's 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 like a short story called the monkey's Thank- paw. Thank it, you for that, that it, anticlimactic answer. <laughs> well, the the, the story the story is this uh, this man and a wife they're just sitting at home and the, one of their friends comes over and he's like, "Hey, I, I got this monkey's paw from my travels. Uh, be careful, just watch out. You can make wishes off of it, but be careful what you wish for." So they wish for a lot of money and they get a lot of money and they find out that they got it from like their son dying or something like that. Uh, ah, okay. And then and then the, like the third. The second wish is, oh, they wish that their son could be alive again, and then they they hear him coming down the block, and then they get really scared because they don't know actually know how he's alive. And then the third wish is them wishing him away, and that's ah. that's it. That's a monkey's paw. Fits perfectly into the confines of of the theme <laughs> of that episode. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, one one other uh, short out here. Uh, a question, Brandon, that I know you're taking very seriously. Yes. Uh, this is from Reddit user AllNew2020, and they want to know uh, if the Rick and Morty DVDs or Blu-rays are a better value. That that's an excellent <laughs> that's an excellent question. <laughs> First of all, The Monkey's Paw was written in 1902 by W. W. Jacobs. Okay. Uh, there you go for that. Uh, no, let's let, let's talk about let me let's let's talk about this Blu-ray and DVD stuff. Okay. Uh, I'm going to reference uh, this an article, and it's by Andy Warikia. It was published January 29, 2015, on Myria.com. Uh, and, and it says, despite how they look, Blu-rays and DVDs are different kinds of technology. So let's let's just explore this a little bit. You know, first of all, DVD 
It's it's an optical disc. We got that. The storage capacity is around 4.7 gigabytes. Um, eight eight and a half if it's a dual layer. Uh, you you your resolution is generally about 720 by 480 480i. Your Blu-ray, however, it's a high high density optical disc, and it's it's incredible. Really, the storage capacity for a Blu-ray goes up to 25 gigabytes for a single layer and 50 for a dual layer. You see 50? How, yeah, you doubled it. Oh, you oh, doubled wow. it. Yeah. And your resolution it gets up to a whopping 1080p, which is which is pretty cool. So it, basically, it says here, in short, a Blu-ray disc can hold over five times as much data as a DVD. Um, and as a result of the storage space, it is capable of producing a video image that is more than twice the resolution of a DVD. And I think that's really important to consider when you're making the decision to buy Rick and Morty on season one uh, DVD or Blu-ray. Now, getting into the the features of Rick and Morty season one and season two, doesn't matter if you're getting DVD or Blu-ray. The fact of the matter is, you're getting the same content. Uh, you're getting all the commentary. You're getting all the extras. There's nothing. There's nothing different on the Blu-ray compared to the DVD. Uh, you you have a price point. Then if you go to Amazon.com, you go to Target.com, Walmart.com, any any place where Blu-rays and DVDs are sold, you'll see that there's a difference in price. And, you know, it, it depends on what your price point is. I would say, for my money, I have season one on Blu-ray and I have season two on DVD. I would almost just go, and this is just personal, I would just go with the DVD route because I'm getting all the same features. I'm getting all the great commentary by Justin Roiland. Matt Groening is on, on the first season DVD as well. And, you know, I don't need, I don't need the Blu-ray technology to really appreciate Rick and Morty. But, and but Brandon, the the 1080p, the 1080p is is a good selling point by all means, Travis, and, and thank you for bringing it up. I feel that for what our purposes are to enjoy Rick and Morty, you don't necessarily need to have that 1080p technology to really immerse yourself in the storylines, the characters, and the plot of Rick and Morty. And so, what I'd say for you is just go with the DVD, really. When it comes down to it, DVD can be played on all DVD players, and Blu-ray can't be played on all DVD players. I would oh. go, I would go DVD route yeah, for for my money's worth. Thank you, Brandon, for that succinct and uh, and very detailed uh, answer to all new twenty twenties question. We Ho hopefully, that answers your question. Um, <laughs> let us know if that was helpful, and uh, and if you're you're able to make a, a better purchasing decision. Uh, Thanks to Brandon's research. We take all our questions seriously. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, a, few a few more questions and, and comments uh, worth mentioning here. Uh, one more from the subreddit. Dr. Sanchez C137 uh, wrote an interesting theory that involves both uh, Gravity Falls and Rick and Morty in some sort of crossover <laughs> multi-universe uh, situation. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't until the very end when he actually name dropped Gravity Falls that it was even vaguely uh, identifiable to me yeah. as, as it being Gravity Falls. Uh, you were actually the one to pick it up right away. <laughs> well, I, I read through the whole thing and I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Gravity Falls. Gotcha. Okay. Got it. I still don't know what you're talking about because I haven't seen <laughs> Gravity Falls. But we, ha we do have a thank you, Sire Dark. Short out to you as well because you are going to watch Gravity Falls. And in, in the comment, he said there's a lot of theories in Easter eggs between the two shows. 
that maybe they're tied together. So he's going to he's going to do some investigative journalism into the the theories behind Gravity Falls and Rick and Morty split. So thank you, Sire Dark. We we would love to hear what your report is. Absolutely. Yeah, I I know that I've known that there have been crossover. I think Justin Roiland actually does a, a character voice on Gravity Falls. Uh, I think he did that a couple times. Um, I know that there's some sort of portal at one point where a, a main character throws a mishmash of objects into a portal, and uh, when when Rick is shooting like a multitude of portals, uh, one of the portals has that same junk fly out of it. So so I know that they're they're nodding at each other in in uh, in the show. But uh, I have no idea because I have only watched like three episodes of Gravity Falls. So, yeah, uh, I, I definitely have to do my homework to uh, follow up on that one. But thank you for your for your theory. And if you want to see that in its entirety, head over to the subreddit. Yes. Uh, two, co- couple two more, more, couple more shots from from Twitter. Why don't you uh, hit at, those up, Brandon? At Eric Paulson, nineteen seventy six. He shorted us out. Uh, he's ba- he basically bends the entire uh, series of the podcast. And so, hey, thank you so much, Eric. Appreciate you. And yeah, let's let's get some uh, coffee table books and and talk about Bauhaus and uh, Renaissance era, <laughs> uh, you know, architecture. I think it'll be, it's a great talking point right next to our, our Rick and Morty. So thank you so much. We appreciate that. And then finally, at It's a Me, Carly, she shot us an image of her merchandise, her Rick and Morty merchandise. Also, there's Identity Crisis, a graphic novel on the shelf. I I went, I looked at everything on there. So thank you. It's me, Carly, <laughs> which she actually brought up a great idea. Thank you so much. If you guys out there are buying merchandise, buying Rick and Morty merchandise, tag us, shoot us a picture. We'd love to see what you guys are, are picking up. Yeah. I've, I've got a couple of pop vinyls and another random knickknacks. Uh, I guess I could post a picture uh, on our official page and then, uh, yeah, everybody show us, show us what you got. Show so, us what uh, you got. Yeah, we want to see your Rick and Morty collection. So head us up on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us, tag us, at responses, all that stuff. Um, or or you can leave, maybe we'll start a thread going on the subreddit too. Uh, but we'd love to see the variety of things you've picked up in your travels. If you get anything off the Rickmobile, uh, yeah, definitely want to see that as well. So um, thanks again to everyone who listens to the podcast that has supported us, um, that continues to share the show with other people. And uh, it's it's really the number one reason why we started this show was just to, uh, you know, talk about the show and talk about it with other fans. So we thank you so much for doing that. Uh, For those of you that have taken the time to head over to iTunes and leave a review for the show, we really appreciate that. If you have not gotten a chance yet, uh, now is is the perfect time uh, to head over to iTunes and write a review, preferably five stars if you're enjoying the show. And uh, if you don't use iTunes, that's okay. If you're using some other sort of podcatcher, uh, a review on there would be helpful as well. And uh, it just helps other folks to find the show and help move us up in the uh, the rating so that when people search for a Rick and Morty podcast, they're sure to find this one. Uh, that's it for this week. Thank you guys so much. Uh, season three is a couple months away, but we are we are working hard with all sorts of folks to bring you as much content as possible while we wait and uh thanks for coming back every week absolutely thank you so much for listening and being a part of this adventure we call interdimensional rss the unofficial rick and morty podcast until Until next next week week. oh hey i'm travis i'm brandon bye bye bye